It is so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and um, I believe it's going to be different. I'm trusting the Lord, and I, I, I am uh, believing that at the end of this service, um, maybe, you know, sometimes God uses things to turn our head. You ever had your head turned? And, um, you know, I've had it turned for the wrong reasons, but when God turns your head, it's like he just gets a hold of it and said, no, don't look there, look here. And, um, you know, the Bible, some of my favorite passages of Scripture uh, talk about um, looking to Jesus, looking to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. So I want to get right in, and, and I'm going to be relatively short today because I believe that God wants... He turned my head last week, Thursday, and I had a day in the presence of Almighty God. Something happens when you get in the presence of the Lord. Changes your perspective. And God changed my perspective. And... um. You know, we've had a week, or a year, I should say, we've had a year. Some would say we've had a, a year from hell. You know, and we've looked and we've gone through the pandemic. We've gone through looking at the TV and seeing riots in the streets and nobody doing anything about it, including police departments. And we've looked at all of this stuff and we've seen businesses, even in our own town, Businesses closed down, never to open their doors again. And we've come through a, 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 an election cycle that was just outrageous. Amen. And um, can I share something with you? Can I be honest with you this morning? It's a good thing to be honest, you know. The Bible says to confess your faults, um, you know, to one another. And, uh, and, and God will take care of things. I've been concerned I've been really concerned. I've been watching and I've been looking and I've been seeing what's going on in our nation and seeing what's going on in our cities and seeing what's going on to our church and to the church. And I've been concerned. And you know what? If I was going to be honest with you this morning, that concern crossed over a line and left the place of concern and went into worry. Because I began to worry about my nation. I began to worry about my church. I began to worry about the situation in the world. I know I'm the only one, right? Are you with me this morning? Concerned. And my concern did cross that line. And went over into the, into the neighborhood of worrying about what was going on in our nation, worrying about what was going on with my brothers and sisters, worrying about what was going on in the cities where unrest was happening and nobody was doing anything about it. I, I worried in excess. Let me read something to you this morning. This is from, how many have ever used WebMD? <laughs> well, I see a couple of hands, the rest of you, well, it's, it's not a bad place. I wouldn't take everything at you know what they say, but so I pulled up a little thing about worry on WebMD. It says, are you an excessive worrier because you unconsciously think that if you worry enough, 
you can prevent bad things from happening. I'll tell you right now, the Bible says it this way. God asks the question, he says, which of you by taking thought or worrying think you can add one inch to your height? Can't be done. Can't be done. So we think if we worry enough, we can prevent things from happening. But the fact is, worry can affect the body in ways that may surprise you. When when your worrying becomes excessive, it can lead to feelings of high anxiety that even can cause you to be physically ill. Hey, worry, worry can go on in from this mental thing and actually cause physical illness. What happens with excessive worrying? Worrying is the feeling uneasy or being overly concerned about a situation or a problem. With excessive worrying, your mind and your body go into overdrive and you constantly focus on what might happen. Does it sound familiar? We look at everything that's going on and we begin to speculate, well, this is, this is not good. This is, you know, this just isn't looking good for our nation. This, this is, you know, we get to worry about all this stuff. So that's where I've been. Am I the only one? No. Oh, okay, good, good. Because God turned my head last week, Thursday. And I am trusting today that God is going to turn your head, that when you walk out of here, you're going to know something different than when you walked in. We know, we know the scriptures. I know the scriptures. You know the scriptures. You know the Bible says don't be anxious. You know the Bible says don't fret. You know, but sometimes it just takes God coming over and saying to you like this, and I'm, I'm sorry, Phil, and the camera guy's there, but sometimes it just takes God coming over and saying, hey, Look this way. Don't look over there. Look over here. And this morning, God is saying to you, don't look over there. Look to me, the author and the finisher of your faith. Because I've got news for you. I'm still on the throne. So, I'm going to try to do this, John, and see if I get my first scripture up. So, you know what? Years ago, I was going through an extremely difficult circumstance in my life, probably some of the worst things that I've ever gone through in my life. And and the truth of the matter, um, God used a couple of Psalms that I was, that was my go-to. And the two were Psalms 34 and Psalms 37. And I would encourage you to, to get into those. There's so many good Psalms you can read right now, but But I'm going to go this morning to Psalms 34, and I'm just going to read three verses out of Psalms 34 and see what God has to share with with us this morning. Amen? There we go. Let me see if I got... um... All right. Hey, that's pretty cool. Press a button. So Psalms 34, and we're going to read verses 1 through 3. Most of my reading this morning is going to be out of the New King James I've got a couple of the New Living Testament uh, because the rendering says so clearly what I believe God wants us to see this morning. So Psalms 37 verse 1 um, and 2 says, Do not fret because of evildoers. Don't worry about evildoers. Nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass 
and, as the, uh, and wither as the green tree. Verse 3, trust in the Lord. Say that with me. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. You know, the Bible, they, they sang this morning, you know, that you could taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Feed on the faithfulness of the Lord. I can look back at my life and I can see times. I, I remember a time when I, I developed a second Adam's apple sticking out of my neck, sticking out just like an Adam's apple between the size of a, of a quarter and a 50 cent piece. And uh, I went up uh, for prayer. Good thing to go up for prayer, you know. I went up for prayer, and my old pastor, Pastor Jack, just laid a hand on me and said a very simple prayer. And a week later, I went to the, to the doctor. It was a, some kind of a specialist. Now, they had done what they call an uptake, a scan of that. And you could see that thing in my neck. It wasn't there. It was gone. And that doctor liked to choke me to death, trying to find that thing. I know it's there. I know it's there. I said, it's not there. God took it away. God took it away. Feed on the faithfulness. How many has known times in your life when God has done something? Where you didn't think it could be done. He's a way maker. He makes a way where there is no way. So don't worry about evildoers. And uh, I've got three points today, but I'm going to be extremely short. You see, I told Sarah not to even go down because she's, not gonna, she's going to have to come right back up. But... Um, Three points today, and the first one is, um, if I can get this up here, don't worry. Say that with me, don't worry. All right. We're going to look at Philippians, the fourth chapter, and we're going to read verses six through eight. We're going to start with uh, verse six. I love this rendering of this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He has done. So I, I was looking at this and I thought, wow, look at that. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Don't worry slash pray. Okay? How many times do you worry in the day? Too many. That's a, I love the honesty in this place this morning. Of one person. <laughs> How many times do you think about something or do you worry during the day? And I'm looking at this and, and it, just, it just hit me. Don't worry, pray. Don't worry, pray. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Everything. God cares. God knows the hairs on your head. Mine change every day. They're, they're leaving me. They're departing. Don't worry. So, so say this with me. Don't worry. Pray. So every time you worry, whatever you're worrying about, stop worrying and start praying. It's time that the church begin to cry out to the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that can change things. We can't change anything by our worry, but we can have things. A lot of times, you know, God doesn't even change the circumstances. He changes your perspective and gives you peace. And that's what God wants to do this morning with you and with me. Amen? So, say it again. Don't worry. Pray. 
Every time that you think about, don't worry about what? Pray about what? Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And tell God what you need and thank Him for what He does. So, very simple. Point one. Don't worry. Pray. Amen? We go on to verse 6. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds uh, as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen? Now, the next verse, everybody knows this pretty much. If you don't, you should. Amen? We need to know the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Amen? And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. And I looked at that because of the way this rendering here. How many thoughts need fixing? <laughs> I just looked at that and I thought, wow, wow, look at that. Sometimes your thoughts and my thoughts need fixing. Amen? Amen? But we know that it's saying it in a different light here, but it, it just jumped out at me. Man, there's times when my thoughts need fixing. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. So, if you'll think about those things, you're going to have the peace of the Lord in your heart. You'll think about these things. If you'll meditate on these things, meditate on the goodness of the Lord. Meditate on, on, on knowing the fact that you, you're in a body of people that love you and accept you. Amen? There's so many good things that we can meditate on that are of a good report. And I'm telling you what, if you turn on the TV today, you're not going to get a good report. Shut it off. You know what? Prior to this, look, look, you are looking at somebody who is a political junkie. And I know all of this stuff inside and out. But I had to shut the TV off. Because there's no good news on it. If you're going to turn the TV on, find something that is edifying that will build you up. Not something that is going to send you over to the worry corner of your life. Amen? So this morning, and see, I'm winding down already because I believe that God wants to do something in you this morning. I believe that God wants to turn your head this morning. And I believe he wants to turn it towards you. So we're gonna, I'm going to ask him to play a video. Now this is, I'm just going to show you what happened to me. You know, worship I heard Darlene Check say this not too long ago, and it, it just clicked with me. More has happened in my life during worship than any other thing. More than any other thing in my life. I've repented when I wasn't right with God. I've received healing. You know, I came from a Pentecostal background, and I've shared this with you many times. But I cried and cried and cried for the baptism in the Holy Spirit for two years. And it was back in the old days where they got a hold of your, and they shook you and tried to shake it into you and all this stuff. And, 
And uh, my old pastor, she said, run the aisle. And I ran the aisle because I wanted the baptism. And I'm from a Pentecostal background. And I'm going, what's going on? You know, I want the baptism and I couldn't receive. One Sunday morning, I'm standing up there in worship. And God baptized me in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues while worshiping. And Darlene Sheck said this. She said, you know, worship is like handles. You know, God is vast and big. And worship is like the handles that you can grab onto God. You can grab onto the Word of God. And this morning, I believe that's what God wants us to do, is to grab onto the handles and get a hold of God. And because a lot, of, a lot of the worship is the Word of God. It's the Word of God. We're speaking the Word of God. And so here, I'm, I'm, uh, I happen to stumble across when I'm just looking through some things on the message, and I happen to stumble across a video, and I didn't know it looked interesting. I put it on, and God turned my head with the use of an old hymn. God wants you to look to him this morning. Amen? So, John, if you'll go ahead and play that video. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. So there I am in my living room, and I see the words of an old hymn. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And it brought me to my knees, and I cried out to the Lord. You know, I spent all day in the presence of the Lord because of an old hymn that said a truth out of the Bible. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future. Listen to me today. He's the one that holds the future. Amen? Dave, my next point there real quickly, yes, is trust God. I said I had a lot of scriptures. How many know that old hymn? We're going to sing that in a little bit. And I want you to grab a hold of the handle of worship, and I want you to declare this. Sing it as a declaration. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, yes, I know who holds the future. And life is worth living because he lives. Amen? Amen. Trust God. Isaiah 6, one of my favorite passages. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and its train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphim, each one had six wings. And with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew, and, with, uh, and one cried to the other, saying, Holy, 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 the whole earth is full of, the glory, uh, full of his glory. God is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. God is still on the throne and he's still able. You know, every, every generation, listen to me, we're living in a generation right now that has, um, you could almost say, has forgotten God. We're living in a country, in a nation, you could say that it seems like they've forgotten God. But I believe there's a time coming, and I believe we're in it right now, and God wants to use you and I. There's a time in every generation where God says, look, it's important for you to know who I am. It's important for you, and I want to reintroduce myself to you, that I am the same yesterday and today and forever, that I am the same God that parted the seas. You know, he said to Moses, 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 he tells Moses to go out and talk to Pharaoh. And, and Moses said, hey, you know, Moses is looking at a burning bush, and he says, well, well, I'm going to go out there. Who, do I, who, who am I going to tell him I'm going to, you know, send me? And he, the Lord said to him, you tell him I am sent you. I am sent you. I am, not I was, not I will be, but I am. You know what the Bible says? Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst. God is in the house this morning, and you that are watching by uh, television this morning, God is able to go right into that television set and out of that computer and touch you this morning. He is the I am. And he's saying this morning, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I still do miracles. 
I still part the seas. I still command the sun to stand still. I still walk in the fiery furnace. You may be in the fiery furnace this morning, but God is in there with you. I still multiply the loaves and the fishes. I still open the blinded eyes. I still unstop the deaf ears. I still raise the dead. I keep my promises. I am the same yesterday and today and forever, and I am the God that healeth thee. God wants you to know that He is still a God of miracles and that He keeps His Word. One of the, my favorite passages of Scripture, even when I get discouraged and look at the, looking at the church, is Jesus Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the living God. God is able and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he keeps his promises. He is a way maker. This is a personal thing to you. How many times has God made a way for you where there wasn't no way? You need to understand that God is alive and he's well and he's still on the throne. And we need to look to him this morning. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that started something in you. If he started something in you this morning, stand up this morning. Go ahead, stand up. I believe with all of my heart, God wants to turn your head this morning to him. We're going to spend a little time. I've got just a little bit more this morning that I'm going to share with you. But then I, I want us to sing that old hymn, Because He Lives. And I want you to declare it, Because He Lives. And then we're going to sing another one. Forget about me. Forget about the person next to you. This morning is about God Almighty that is in this room, that is in our presence and wants you to leave here with the perspective of knowing everything's going to be all right, all right. Since God came down and saved my soul, everything's going to be all right. He hasn't changed. Nothing that we've seen, nothing that we've seen in our nation today or in the world has taken God by surprise. He wasn't surprised by any of it. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. God has a plan for his church. And all we got to do is get on board and say, I'm in, I'm in. And God is saying to you this morning, trust me, trust me, trust me. Don't worry, trust me, amen. You know, um, the angel was talking to um, Mary, and he said, Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age. And I looked up and tried to find out, and it was, she was somewhere between 80 and 90 years old. And she's conceived a son in her old age, and it is now the sixth month with her who is called barren, for with God, nothing Say that with me. Nothing. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. Do good. I'm really excited about where pastor's going in our calling. You, you know, you and I have callings upon our life. We've got, now we've got specific things that God's called us to. I'm doing one of the specific things this morning that God called me to do. And, and God's got specific things for every one of you. 
But there are three things that I would put in the category of a general calling. And that means everyone. If you're a Christian this morning, there are three things um, that you should be doing this morning. And I'm going to tell you what those are. And I'm sure as pastor goes on and we develop um, this idea of moving towards the calling that God has on your life, it's going to fall under these three categories. Even our specific calling is going to fall under these three categories. So you need to be ready. But here, here's three things in, in, in the passage where it says, trust God, do good, and dwell in the land, and feed on his faithfulness out of um, our first scripture, uh, Psalms 37, verse 3. Number one, love God. Say that with me. Love God. Number two, love people. Love God. Love people. And be a servant. So there's three things that every single one of us here in this house this morning are called to do as a Christian. is to love God, love people, and be a servant. The Bible says you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. In John 14, 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these will he do because I go to the Father. You're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Last slide here. Don't worry. Say that with me. Don't worry. Trust God. Do good. You're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You know, the light in our lamp, sometimes the oil gets a little bit low. And I believe this morning, God wants to fill that oil up this morning in your life. I believe that God wants you to, God wants you to leave here with a whole different perspective about wh- where, what's going on in the earth. Listen, it's not an, it's not an accident um, that you were called for such a time as this. And the Acts chapter 17 says, God before appointed the times that we would live in and the bounds of our habitation, where we would live. So God has called you. Say that. God has called me for such a time as this. Amen. So we're going to sing that old hymn, and then we're going to sing one other song this morning. And what I would like you to do, if you feel comfortable gathering around the front or whatever, do something to say to God, I'm in. I'm in. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen these gambling things where they have these poker chips and they keep sliding these poker chips over and, 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 and stuff. And I, I just had this vision of taking, listen, taking all of my chips, putting them on God. I'm going for broke. I'm going for broke. I'm wagering my life. I'm wagering everything that I am, everything that I have, everything that I will be. All of my chips are going on God. Because he's the one that's going to bring me through. And I don't know about you. I think we're so close. But I want to hear well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. So church, don't worry. Pray. Trust God. And do good. So... As we sing these songs this morning, 
going to ask you, you can cut that off, um, John, and, and go ahead and put that course up, that old chorus. Um, and we're going to sing it together. Grab a hold of the handles of worship and worship the Lord this morning. And let God turn your eyes upon him. You know the old song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim. And let him change your perspective this morning. Sing it as a declaration. Forget the person next to you. Forget me. And look to the Lord this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning that you are a way maker. Yes, Lord. You are a promise keeper. God, that we are looking to you this morning. Strengthen us in our faith. God, we pray in Jesus' name.